Hey, thanks for joining me today. You're listening to The Sit Down with Roman Gray. I am worthy of happiness. I am confident in my abilities to face challenges and change. I have a right to honor my needs and wants as they are important. I am not here to live up to everyone else's expectations. I am worthy to be loved. I am deserving of a life I value. These are just some of the things that I've found when discovering what it means to have self-esteem. For pretty much my whole life until the past year, year and a half or so, I never had confidence. I didn't know what it meant to have self-esteem. I always thought of myself as such a low state of a human being. I never showed myself love. I always felt unworthy to be happy. I didn't feel like I deserved to be treated fairly. I could never tell you what it meant to have confidence. I was a prime example of what it meant to basically have no self-esteem. My views on self-esteem were skewed by my previous ideas of what I thought happiness and success meant. My views were skewed on how I should look, how I should think, what I should chase, and who I should be. All this had inevitably led to a very dark point in my life. It's crazy to think that that person then and who I am now is the same person. Self-esteem is hard to have in a world that is constantly filling you with ideas that you're not enough. You're not enough if you don't accomplish amazing things and if you don't go buy these things, then you're missing something. In a way, a culture of low self-esteem and skewed perspective has been created. For the longest time, I always felt so inadequate to face the challenges of life. I lacked self-trust and self-respect. The reason for our low self-esteem, or like in my case, lack of self-esteem, they may stem from various things depending on our childhood and our surroundings. So when we get older to finally realize it all, how do we gain better self-esteem? What determines the level of self-esteem depends on what we do as individuals, the actions we take. So I want to share a couple of things that I discovered that helped me. Number one. The practice of being more conscious. So what that means for me is being more aware, right? Be more in tune with what it is I'm feeling and what it is I want. What my views, values, and morals are. Being more aware of my surroundings and what I know works or doesn't work for me. 
I think it's really important to emphasize that you need to act on your awareness. For example, it's not enough to say, I know I have unhealthy coping mechanisms, but then do nothing about it. Being more conscious or being more aware is the first step. You have to act on your awareness in order to see any real change. It's extremely vital that you do not treat this as just another thing to check off for your day. Living consciously means to have explicit awareness. You have to be intent and really pay attention. Otherwise, if you treat this as just another thing, it gets lost in the sea of other to-dos. Always seeking to expand your awareness means a commitment to being a better person, a commitment to growth. How you practice this is up to you, right? You can meditate, write, talk to someone. However you want to go about it is your choice. One final note. I had to learn this the hard way, but not every waking second of your existence has to be dedicated to solving some part of your life. You're allowed to just be. Number two. Self-acceptance. This one is hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was very difficult for me. I wanted to be able to face my demons and all my problems without collapsing into a pile of self-hatred. I had to realize that I was looking to value myself, to treat myself with respect, and to stand up for my right to just be here. Self-acceptance is probably the most honorable form of selfishness. What I did, or at least what helped me, was my willingness to be vulnerable, to be absolutely transparent with myself about my feelings and desires. I had realized that if I'm unwilling to be that way with myself, then one, I'll never be able to accept myself, and two, I won't be able to be that way with my partner and I'll get uncomfortable and shy away when those moments come up. I didn't just want to accept and admit my feelings even though that was a huge step for me. I needed to be able to let myself experience all these scary feelings and thoughts in order for me to really understand what was going on within me. The other big component for me that ties into self-acceptance is compassion. While there are moments where it's fine to be a little hard on myself, I also need to be warm and understanding towards myself whenever I fail, suffer, or just feel inadequate. It's much easier said than done, but I remember one time watching this interview where this guy had said, Actually, you know what? I'm going to do something different today. I'm just going to go ahead and play the clip of him saying what it was because I think he says it a lot better than I ever could. Make sure that you are talking to yourself in a way that is loving and supportive. Uh, it became clear to me at a certain point in my life, I've had 
I've had friendships. I've been, <laughs> I've been a good friend to people. And when a friend is in crisis, I know how to be there for them. I know how to hold uh, a space that looks like listening. Um, it looks like support. It looks like a back and forth. Maybe it just looks like a hug. Maybe it looks like being silent and just holding their hand. I know how to do that for a friend. I realize that when I am in crisis, when I have quote-unquote fucked up, my response is, you fucking idiot, you know? Um, how could you? Of course, what did you expect? If I spoke to my friends like I used to speak to myself, I would have no friends. So what I started to pay attention to was how I spoke to myself out loud and in my head. And in your head is a much more difficult conversation, but you can, uh, I think, I judge, um, control the words that come out of your mouth. So if you do talk to yourself out loud, and I do, make sure that the words are loving and supportive and nourishing. Start the work of being your own best friend. If you ever need a pick-me-up on days when your self-esteem is low, then just listen to the very beginning of this episode. Repeat those mantras to yourself if necessary. I hope you liked today's episode. Take care of yourself. And until next time.